Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. It's time to talk all things Dirty Birds. It's Falcons Flyover. With John Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back in the Kia Studios on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. This is the John Chuckery Show. Live in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday. I am hanging out tonight with Ed Lover. And yes. I'm happy to be here. I'm having a great time. No, Thank you. Thank uh, you So for we just clear me. up. The real Ed Lover. The right? real Ed like, Lover. This is not, this, this, this yes. is not a mirage. No. This, is, this is not like... This no. is not some guy that, you know. Nobody just, else has my voice. So then nobody can imitate me. That's true. E- even if people don't recognize my face, if I start talking, they already know who it is. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people say that about me. <laughs> you do. You have a distinctive voice, John. I don't, I don't know if that's good or bad. If you or... said something and I never saw you, we were in the grocery store, you said something, I would turn around and go, aren't you John Chuckery? Yeah, I've gotten that before from Absolutely. people. So, uh, 404-741-0929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you are on the go. Social media is at 929 The Game. He is at King Ed Lover. I'm at JMCH316. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. This is your night look at all things Atlanta Falcons. It is the Falcons flyover. Now, Ed, we're going to dissect the game more in the in the next segment. But okay. let's let's uh, talk about a couple things here from this past week. First off, because uh, we'll get to some audio from uh, Arthur Smith here in uh, just a couple minutes. Um, Pro Football Focus is top grades over the weekend. Lindstrom came in at number one at 78.2. Uh, these are offensive grades. Drake London, 77, uh, 78.2 for Lindstrom, 77.2 for Drake London. Michael Pruitt, third at 75.5. Caleb Huntley at 73.7. Kadero Hodge at 73.7 as well. You know, one thing I've said, Ed, is that this offensive line has taken a big step forward, and Chris Lindstrom is one of the top Right now, Lindstrom is the number one graded guard in the entirety of the NFL. That's beautiful. He's been an outstanding player outstanding. for this team. And that's been, to me, the big difference about the Falcons is, from a positional standpoint, this offensive line, I'll give them credit. For as bad as they were last year, they've taken this step forward this year. And they were horrible last year. And oh, yeah. they have taken a big step forward. You can see it. You can see it in how much time Marcus Mariota has to throw the ball. You can see it in the running game. You could see it 100% that a lot of times the offensive line of the Falcons are winning the game in the trenches, 100%. Yeah, and listen, that's been the biggest difference is if you want to run it successfully, everything has to start with your offensive line. And they've changed up the culture. If they We talk about culture changes and things like that. It is definitely there. Uh, Pete Prisco has his NFL power rankings for the week. So he's got the Falcons coming in at number 24. So here, let me give the teams, Ed, that are below the Falcons and tell me what you think. He's got the Texans, Jaguars, Seahawks, Bears, Steelers, Lions, Panthers, and the Washington Commanders below Absolutely. the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I agree. Can you? I, I'm going to tell you this. They you, all stink. You might be able to make a case. Ready for this? Yes. That the Steelers are the worst team in the NFL yes, right now. Yes, That's and that, And that's crazy. Yes. That is Mike Tomlin has never had a losing season. Nope. Never. Nope. And they are nope. horrible. Nope. I don't, first of all, 
What made them think Mitch Trubisky was any good as a quarterback? Where did they see that at? I think they wanted to not have to rush Kenny Pickett in there as the starter. I I think that they were hoping to bridge Kenny Pickett with Mitch Trubisky. Right. But, to your point, you mean to tell me you couldn't have found anybody better to bridge than than him? Like, there had to be somebody. nobody out there? Right. I mean, it had to be somebody, right? Somebody is better than Mitch Trubisky that can at least win you some games until Kenny Pickett is ready. Yeah. I I guess not. I, I, that's, but that was what they decided to go with, and now we get the Kenny Pickett era in uh, in Pittsburgh. But and yeah. is it too early for the Kenny Pickett era? You know what? Here's the thing. You if could you, ruin a young quarterback by bringing you are. him up too early. But you know what, though? Uh, hell, I mean, you're a first-round draft pick in the NFL. You need to get on the field and play. That's I, true. I mean, look, if it, were, if it were a different organization, I might be more with you. Mm-hmm. But he plays for a great organization, a great head, coach, great head coach, a great culture, a great culture of winning. So I think that there are intangible things that help him around there. Now, if this was the Lions or the Panthers, who, by the way, He'd just fired. He'd be in big trouble. Yeah. Like, they just they fired just their fired head Matt coach. Rowe. Yeah. yeah. So How much m- money did they give Matt Rowe? Uh, he had two years left on his contract, so he got a bunch of money to still walk away. Wow. He only he only had three of the five years that he coached on his contract. Wow. Yeah, so he gets a whole bunch of money to yeah, walk away. Yeah, a lot away. of money just to do yeah. nothing. Yeah, he got Ed Lover money. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> but, you know, if, he, if it was a different organization than Pittsburgh, I would agree with you, but I just think that that organization can help him overcome a lot of different things. But yeah. I'll give the Falcons credit. I mean, sitting at uh, – at number 24, it's probably better than what we thought they would be. Yeah. Uh, Drake London came in this week at number 11 on Pro Football Focus's top 15 rookies. What have you thought about Drake London? I thus think far? Drake London is balling right now. Yeah. I think Drake London is, is, is being what everybody thought that Drake London was going to be. I think he's balling, seriously balling right I now. thought it was important that he played well last week with no Kyle Pitts in that game. Yes. So and I he thought, did. And, he, and I thought he did well. I thought, listen, he helped him pick up a couple of key first downs. Thought he played well enough out there with. With having to kind of, for the first time, really be the guy that, that people would target on, on defense with no Pitts, with no Patterson. He's the guy a lot of people were going to try to take away. Yeah. And I thought he played well enough. His stats don't blow you away, right. but he had some key catches for the Falcons on yeah, Sunday. Absolutely. And you know what's funny, too, about the Falcons just looking at the Falcons, period? This team bites into whatever the culture is right now. Normally, you'll see a team, and you got three, four, five stars that pop off the page, right? There's no Maddie Ice. There's, there's nobody like that on the Falcons, right? Mariota is serviceable at best. But they're all buying into it, and they're yes. all playing hard for each yes. other. And that's what makes the difference in a great team. I will say this, and I'll say this as nice as I can. The difference between what we have at head coach now compared to the last regime, and I've said this for years, I never thought Dan Quinn was a very good head coach. I thought all the same mistakes that he made in year six was the same ones that he made in year one. I don't right. think they grew. But they brought the right offensive coordinator in in 2016. Matt Ryan had a monster year. You had Hall of Fame caliber players, and they found their way to the Super Bowl. But from a head coaching standpoint, I think Arthur Smith is light years better than even Dan Quinn. I think Arthur Smith is the reason why we're where we're at right now and even talking about the Falcons being relevant. Because I think if Dan were here, we'd be talking about potentially a no-win team. But I think Arthur's made a, I think Arthur's made a huge difference. I think they respect. buy into Arthur Smith. I really feel like they buy into it. He's created a culture of winning with a bunch of guys that believe in each other. Yep. 
And yep. I don't think Dan Quinn did that. No, I agree with you, especially the last couple of years. Yeah, it was definitely not. It was ugly. All right, let's get to some audio here. Let's hear from the head coach. Uh, here's him talking about Deion Jones and how change in the NFL is constant. Things evolve. And he said that you know, we're very appreciative of Deion and Foyer and things he gives. That's life in the NFL. I mean, it's just everybody ever thinks there's going to be some lifetime appointment. Uh, you're in the wrong profession. That's why you better enjoy the journey and stay in the present and try to get better in the people as they come and go and – um, so it is in, in pro sports and really any team, you know, whether in youth football or high school to college, uh, change is, is constant and it's going to happen. And uh, it doesn't mean you can't, you know, enjoy the journey while you're with those people and, and be very respectful and appreciative, which we are. So I would tell you, uh, look, I, I'll get deeper into this a little bit later on, but I, I've seen this coming for a while now. I've talked mm-hmm. about this a lot, Ed. Look. Deion Jones was a cornerstone of this defense for the last handful of years. But I think for what they want to do now, in the way Dean Pease wants to play defense with his linebackers, I don't think Deion Jones was a fit. And to Coach's point, look, the last regime invested a whole crap ton of money in him. If it's not your guy and he doesn't fit what you want to do, you eat the money and you move on. You may not, You may not like it, but – you know, everybody talks about ripping the Band-Aid off. Okay, that's what they did with all of that. And it doesn't mean that you don't like the guy. It doesn't mean that you don't respect the guy. If he's not fitting the scheme that you're trying to put out there on the field, then he got to go. You got to just eat the money that you spent yeah, on him. Yeah, and, and that's what they, when, when they restructured his contract, it was literally so it would be easy to trade him because the next team, the Browns, are only picking up, <clears throat> excuse me, like a million dollars okay. of salary. The Falcons are going to eat 20-something million dollars in the gym. Okay, I mean, it sucks, but if you want to change up your roster, that's what you have to do. If like, anybody want to get rid of me and give me $20 million to do it, please get rid of me. Man, let me 20. tell you. Wow. Let, let, me, let, me, let me tell you, man. I'm, I'll, I'll gladly take that uh, as well. Exactly, right? Um, here's Arthur. Let's go to cut number three, Dylan. Here's Arthur talking about how they like to play everybody. Even when he was in there, I mean, there are certain things, that, schemes that we may ask Tyler. Just kind of give everybody a role. We like to play everybody. Uh, we're not playing the backup quarterback yet in the two-quarterback system. So, you know what I mean, D-Led, when he's the one guy that doesn't play. But uh, we do play everybody. And so everybody's got different roles. That's why sometimes maybe it's fatigue. Guy needs a break. Other times it may be a package that the game's within the games, like with Avery's touchdown run yesterday. There was something if we had gotten a certain look, we would have run with him. And then we got the other look and got us in the right play. And... Got him on the free safety, and he made a little spin move and got in the end zone. One thing about not being a super talented roster, Ed, is you play different guys and see what you have out That's of them. Right. And everybody is finding a role on this team. Like, everybody's kind of – it's like a puzzle piece. Everybody's kind of fitting – finding out where they kind of fit in the whole big picture. Look, you don't have Matt. You don't have Julio. You didn't have Patterson. You didn't have Pitts. But they hung in there because you're getting guys in the right – in the right place, in the right scheme, and what fits what their skill set is. And if you think about it, John, there's nobody in there complaining. Right. There's no moaning. There's no superstar. Oh, he has to have touches. Oh, why this guy's not getting touches? Everybody's buying into it because everybody's pretty much fighting for their job. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, everybody. I mean, you've got a whole bunch of guys that you know the guys that are left are a lot on one year contracts That's and right. things like that. That's so, right. So they try. They got something to prove. Now we're going to talk about this in the next segment, but I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad that Arthur brought this up. Let's go to cut number five. Here's Arthur talking about how 
Kyle Pitts missing wasn't the reason that they struggled on certain downs. Not necessarily that wasn't the, the major obstacle. You know, a lot of it was, you know, you get an arm first and then whether it was a penalty or, you know, negative play. And it, was, it wasn't like they were sitting there playing a lot of man where you needed somebody to win one-on-one every down. That wasn't going on. They brought a lot of different pressures, a lot of simulated pressures, a lot of shell look as they, they rolled down to the disguise and bailed out of there. Um, you know, I think that's a trend right now and certainly going against that, you know, as they give you a single high look and then they bail out, they're trying to make sure the ball's not thrown over their head. Maybe had a shot we were trying to take and fortunately we didn't get the playoff. So certainly I love having Kyle out there, but if he's not available, it's my job to find out what's the solution. Mm. So I don't... Well, if you don't, if you if you don't, if you don't win, you know, like that's a that's a great subjective argument. But I think there were some things that we tried to challenge him on, and uh, certainly wasn't perfect. But uh, ultimately, you know, we kept kept with the plan, and uh, because if if it's out of reach, it can get really ugly. You can't coach the unknown. Exactly. You, you have to coach the guys you have at your disposal. And look, yeah, it sucks when Pitts and Patterson, but. You can't coach thinking that, well, if we have these guys, they didn't. And, and they had to execute without them. And so you, you coach your guys. And I think that's the thing. And, and I'm going to bring this up in the next segment, that they didn't lose because Pitts and Patterson weren't there. Definitely like, that's not. not. That's not the difference between them winning and no. losing. They coached and they did what they had to do. But to Arthur's point, you can't coach the unknown. That's right. You can't. You got to coach what's in front of you, and it has to be next man up. And again, yeah. I'll say it. I think that everybody on that team buys into that philosophy. All right. When we get back, some thoughts about the Falcons. We'll kind of get into this game, and we got to talk about this Grady sack that was not oh. credited to him. And yeah, that's but the reason they lost to me. Plenty of plenty of things to talk about with this coming up next. John Chuckery, Ed Lover's hanging out with me here. We're in the Kia Studios, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one 
They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Attention, adoring fans. Back to more John Chuckery. Hey, folks, how you doing? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9, The Game, back with the John Chuckery Show, hanging out in the Kia Studios on this Tuesday oh, evening. Oh, Dylan, think you're funny now, huh, uh-huh. Dylan? That's Ed Lover. The rubber band man, I ain't tell you to go that far back. Let me tell you, give me the spinners Say you wanted something long. else. Give me, give, 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 me, give me the spinners all day long. Yeah, man. I love the spinners, I, I love. I think well, Dylan has no idea who this is. You know that, right? No, now. God, no. I no. know about this from Guardians of the Galaxy. Thank you very much. Wow. Yeah. See what I mean? That's the reference? See That's the I reference, mean? Ed. I'm, I'm with you, Dylan. I'm not mad at you. <laughs> you think you could name two other Spinner songs? Yes, had come to. on. Give me two more. Spinner I can't song. do it. I didn't think so. Yeah, I can't okay. do it. Yeah. Thank God for Guardian of the Galaxies that you wouldn't know this one. Okay. I mean, that's, listen, his music library comes from Marvel movies. <laughs> what does that <laughs> exactly. tell us at? Thanks for Guardian of the Shoo. Galaxies. 404 That's the Solomon Brothers. I'm a text sign to be a part of the show. Odyssey app so you catch us. When you're on the go, social media is at 929 The Game. He's at King Ed Lover. I'm at JMSH316. He's at underscore Dylan Matthews. Hey, Kenny Maine is back with season two of his podcast, Hey Maine. Season two kicks off on Thursday with two of his former Sports Center colleagues, Dan Patrick and Keith Oberman. Uh, they dish on all things money, egos, and the origin of the big show. Download Hey Maine for free on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast from. Yes, sir. Okay, so Sunday. Falcons lose, of course, 21-15 to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, because Tom Brady's a crybaby. That's yes. why. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say it like this from the very I want to say this from the very start. I want to get this get this out there. I want to make sure that this narrative is out there because I don't want there to be any confusion. The Falcons did not lose because they didn't have Kyle Pitts and Cordell Patterson. They didn't lose because of Marcus Mariota struggling at quarterback, who didn't have 100 yards passing in that game until, I think, in the fourth quarter or whatever Mm -hmm. like that. I'm going to tell you, though, they also didn't lose because of that one call, but they certainly had the ability to have that game change affected by not one, but two calls in that game. Because I think the thing that people forget, Ed, besides the sack sack penalty on Grady, they had a third down play where A.J. Terrell got a defensive holding call where I don't understand that call. At he all. was within five yards. I didn't get it. But that gave them a first down and extended that drive. It sure did. Now, to be fair, we'll talk about the Grady Pace separate in just a second. They would have punted it. Falcons would have been pinned down deep. They would have had to driven the length of the field and try to score a touchdown. Maybe they would have. I don't know if they – Maybe we they we got won't a know. Go a lot of it. Right. I, we don't know. Right. But I mean, they would have had to score because they were down by six. They had to score a touchdown. Right. So I I don't know what would have happened, but the problem with the Grady penalty is, so well, there's a lot of problems with it a from my standpoint. It. Number one is the NFL is in full overreact mode because of what we saw with Tua Tagovailoa. That's right. They they are panicked about the idea of another guy having his head snapped on the field and standing up and showing he's all loopy. And so now they're going to take it out on defensive players. 
And I don't know how you tackle anymore. I don't know how you play defense. I don't know how you sack the quarterback. How do you sack the quarterback? Why don't we just put a flag on the quarterback? Just grab his flag, and that counts as a sack. This is the dumbest mess I've ever seen. And the Tua problem is not an NFL problem. That's a Miami Dolphins problem because they should have never played him after that. He should have went on, on concussion protocol, but they tried to say it was his back, which anybody clearly can see he had a concussion. That is the most obvious concussion of any concussion I've probably ever seen except for a professional boxing match. Then they bring him right back out there. So now they're going to overreact, and because of their overreaction, you blew something for the Falcons. Suppose this was a playoff game. Mm-hmm. Suppose yeah. that was a playoff game. Right. right. Brady you... Jarrett did what he was supposed to do. What else is he supposed to do? He can't do anything else. If he'd have let Tom Brady go, Tom Brady could have jumped up and said, my knee never touched the ground and threw a strike down the field. Or right? he would have been called for throwing and releasing a guy because that's the other thing you can't do is – you can't grab a guy and just throw him to the ground like he's a sack of potatoes. Right. And so when you're taught to tackle when you're young, it's wrap the guy up, take him all the way to the ground. Because last night, that Chris Jones sack, what's a guy supposed oh. to do when he strips a guy of the football and he's trying to go down to the ground with him? How are you not going to fall on a guy? Like How are that's you supposed a... to stop your momentum? Right. Exactly. I mean, talk, I mean, he'd have to be a Marvel character at that point <laughs> exactly. to be able to do all of that. So it was the it was the idea that the Falcons never got the football back to be right. able to go do something with it. But look, the NFL has a problem now with this because they've had two embarrassing plays back to back. The Grady, uh, listen, a lot of that's the, as egregious as it gets. Well, and and a lot of the national media aren't exactly the biggest Falcon supporters. But even a lot of those guys looked at that play and said, yeah, this did. is ridiculous. They did. Like, like, what are you supposed they to did. do? On, at on, what? on the two biggest chat shows on an early daytime television that I watched, I watched both of them say that that was ridiculous. Yeah. And so at some point, like, here, I'm going to say it like this. Um, this is the best way I can describe it. Um, they used to say in the old days that somebody would say, what is pornography? The answer was You'll know it when you see it. <laughs> so this is what I say now. When somebody asks what's roughing the passer or a late hit, you'll know it when you see it. You could watch both of those plays from Sunday and last night and understand, oh, that's not really roughing the passer. Right. You got plenty of opportunity. You can see when it's roughing the passer. Intent will be there, going low on a guy. Right. There are things that will point it out very easily. But now the NFL's in a quandary because they've tried to put a verbal definition on all of this. It's football. It's momentum. It's physical guys. It's it's everything that you can't just put into words what an act what a sack is and what a play is. And especially in this day and age of football, John, because these young guys now are way faster, way stronger. Yep. And way bigger than the guys were from back in the days. So these guys running at you, they run, they're so fast, they're coming at you. How do you expect a 300-pound guy that runs a 440 to stop and just say, okay, let me place him down? Are we supposed to pick Tom Brady up and rock a bye, baby, and then place him gently on the ground? This is football. When did the quarterback not become part of the football team? And you know the other problem is, too, Ed, that 
it's been they've negotiated away they have negotiated away so much of practices, padded practices, yes. training camp practices that you don't get to hit and practice any of this stuff anymore. Like you don't like nowadays. And guys still get hurt too. Right. Quick. I mean, nowadays you, you're not going in full pads in practice. Right. There are no such things as two a days. That's right. None of that stuff. Even in college, you only get 20 hours a week with a guy. So by the time you game plan and do this and do that, you don't have a lot of physical full contact scrimmages, practices, things like that. So you don't learn anything. Like you, by the time you get to the NFL level, they're hoping that you have been coached in all the fundamentals. Now we got to teach you our system and schemes and things like that. These guys don't get a chance. They're not even to, really hit like that. No, they don't get a chance to to go through any of this. So how are you supposed to understand how to tackle? If you never do it in practice, if, <laughs> exactly. if, if the only time you can tackle is on Sunday afternoon that's and it. that's it, how are you supposed to know how to do all this? Yeah, and how are you supposed to react to it and why are the refs making these dumb calls? I just don't understand it. Everybody's in panic mode now because of tour, and then because of tour, you rob the Falcons of an opportunity. We're not saying that the Falcons would have won the game. Right. We but don't know it's, that. It's too, You said it exactly correct. They got robbed of a chance. Yeah. And by the way, again, I'll say. A momentum-changing chance. Absolutely. And again, I'll say the A.J. Terrell penalty was, I think, farcical too. There was a lot of bad officiating at the end of that game. Oh, that yeah. did not. Now, look, I will say the Falcons got away with a pass interference call on that <laughs> second-to-last play. But there's just, again, there were so many things about the way that that game ended. I'll give the Falcons credit for fighting back. I'll give the Falcons credit yes. for you know, they ran the football effectively. But you also can't get down 21 nothing in an NFL game no, and, and, and think that, you know, you're going to just, you know, you, you can't just flip the switch and say, okay, now let's go win and all that. But the problem is when you watch that play, to your point, it took away a chance, it took away momentum, it just it kills your spirit at that point. And you can't – there was no way for the Falcons to recover from that call. Like, they never had a chance to recover from that that. call. And can I say something, too, John? And I think I speak for every football fan around the country. What made it even worse for us all was, it's Tom Brady. Oh, yeah. And we are so sick of every single call going in favor of Tom Brady that we don't know what to do. Ever since the forward motion thing. It's been all Brady, 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 Brady. He got away with deflate gate. He gets away with every single thing. And now he gets up and he's belly aching to the referees. And what do they do? Throw a flag in his favor. It's enough is enough, man. You know, I don't know that there would have been another quarterback on Sunday that would have gotten the benefit nobody, of that call. Nobody else would have. No. You know, I don't I don't think that somebody no. else would Dak have gotten Prescott the benefit. Dak Prescott wouldn't have got that call. No. Geno Smith wouldn't have got that call. Right. I agree no. with you. Only I, Tom Brady. No. Right. I agree. I, I I think that that was they, – they looked at – they looked at – look, referees are human beings too. And, you know, we were talking about on our Sunday Wade for tailgate show – that referee has refereed, I think, four games for Tom Brady since he's become a Buccaneer. And the Buccaneers have averaged 35 points a game wow. in the four games that that guy – and, again, I'm not trying to conspiracy theory, but – I'll do it. I'll, I'll say it's a well, conspiracy. Well, referees are human beings too, and and you get influenced so by – Are you if, just standing there in awe of Tom Brady the whole well, time? Well, I like, think if, if the league is coming to referees and saying that we have to – we have to – Protect, uh, protect our franchise yes, quarterback. Protects, the protect stars our, of the league. Right, protect our guys. And, and if we have to, you know, make statements about, 
you know, we you know, err on the side of calling it versus not calling it. Because again, if you erred on the side of not calling that play, you could have theoretically gone back and reviewed it somehow and said, okay, this was this was I mean, like targeting. Like they right. would do that in college. Like, you know, you go back and you review it and say, okay, this was or was not targeting. It's just that play was just so egregious at that point in time that it never gave the Falcons a chance to come back from all of it. Again, I'm going to say they didn't lose because of that. No. But you didn't get a chance to try to go win that game because yeah, of it. We don't know if they could have won. And if they're going to call these bad calls because of the Tua incident, what's going to happen once we get into the playoffs and they make a call like that right. and cause some team an advancement yeah. or an opportunity right. to go to the Super right. Bowl? You take the ball out of a team's hands that have right. a chance to come back and win a game and they don't get that opportunity. And that was third down, too. Yeah. I mean, that's the problem is that both those penalties – led to first downs that extended the drive and took the ball out of the Falcons' hands. Absolutely. All right, when we get back, Ed, you know exactly what this is going to be. What's bugging Chuckery is coming up next. <laughs> I can't wait to hear this. So here we go. I'm, uh, let me get my I'm, – I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> thankfully, Mike Tyson will not hit me in the ribs, so I'm going to have full wind, full I'm lung power, and everything it. like yes. that. So we will get to all of that next. We're hanging out in the Kia Studios. John Chuckery, Ed Lover here with you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game and the Odyssey.com app. It's John Chuckery. Are you sure? Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Back with you the John Chuckery Show. Hanging out in the Kia Studios. Ed Lover is yes, hanging sir. out Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And having a damn good time doing it tonight. Yeah, this, is, uh, this has been fun stuff. Yeah, this so. is fantastic. Now, we will, uh, 404, by the way, 7410929. That's the Solomon Brothers Diamond text line if you want to be a part of the show. Odyssey app is how you catch us when you're on the go. Social media is at 92 on the game on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. I am at JMCH316. He is at King Ed Lover. He is at underscore Dylan Matthews. We'll get to what's bugging Chuckery here in just a couple of minutes. It's. I wanted to ask you this because, and before we we got a few minutes to kill here before we get to what's bugging Chuckery. Okay, but I don't think people of Dylan's age can fully appreciate and understand how important MTV was to my generation, to up to such a generation of people. And you were obviously very prominent in all of that. Yeah. You were there for a lot of the glory yeah, years. The young TV raps, yeah. You know, from eighty nine to ninety six. So. I don't think people can understand because you watch MTV now and, and give that dry dick guy, whatever that guy's name is, dry dick, who's got, who, who does the ridiculousness show. Yeah. Like that's all they show. Like it's 24 yeah, hours. It's, of, it's, oh, I don't know. They must be paying him a mint. That show's hilarious. Though. But they it's play it all the yeah. time. Yeah. Like how many episodes of that is there possible to have? MTV had a lot of different shows and programs and actually played videos and broke music. And made it possible for people all around the world to see different artists that they had never seen right. before. And and you know they brought instance, back your own TV raps on the Paramount Plus uh, network. But, I don't, so I take your MTV raps, and I can go the complete other direction and have Headbangers Ball. Headbangers Ball. Yeah. And, and so I could I could go from your MTV raps to thrash metal. Absolutely. And, and you would have shows that would that would. 
that would be in those niches for different people. Yeah. Or if you wanted, obviously, all your top 40 stuff. Look, Dylan will never understand. When the video for Thriller came out. Oh, my God. It was appointment TV yes, that we had to go watch it. I remember that. Yeah. yeah I mean, was. we had to. Everything stopped. Exactly. We Everything had to schedule stopped. our TV viewing Just around the idea of, oh, my God, Michael Jackson's Thriller video is coming out tonight. Yeah. And it was a whole spectacle, an event, <laughs> and there was a whole premiere. People had Thriller parties. Yes. It was, yeah, it exactly. Was and then, you know, there's a there's a pregame show. There's a postgame show. <laughs> like, everything about that was a whole event. Because, because of social media right now, uh, Dylan's generation gets everything so fast. Yes. All we had yes. was TV. All yep. we had was MTV and BET after MTV to spread videos across the country. See, what, what I like to say is what your MTV Raps was able to accomplish is we were able to take a local music that became a regional music to a national and international music. Right. I still meet people that were born in Nigeria and at different places that say, I learned how to speak English watching you on, on your MTV Raps. The, the other thing I think, too, that doesn't get talked enough about is that musical artists of all genres embraced MTV. Yes, they and, did. And, and they, and because they embraced it, I mean, whether it didn't matter if it was Madonna, if it was Michael Jackson, if it was whoever. Like, we had James Brown on for yeah, a week. Yeah, I, I mean. We had Carol King on. I, I The great I, songwriter. They just did a Broadway play about Carol King. If they had not, if they had not embraced it, because this wasn't just brand new artists that were trying to come on the scene. Right. It was the established artists that also came in here. That's right. And embraced all of this. Like, they embraced the idea of music videos, and it became, look, you couldn't, thing. you couldn't release a song if you didn't create a video to go along Absolutely. with it. And you didn't get that radio airplay and get people to the record. I know Dylan's never going to believe this. You actually had to go to the record store and buy cassettes oh, and CDs and Man. records and, and all that stuff. That's yeah. how you got a number one hit. That was a good time then, uh, Dylan, when you actually had to go buy a record. Yeah. Yeah, you had to go look for it and see if they didn't run out and then everybody was going in a frenzy for Exactly. It. The only thing I had... Uh, Anything close to that was when I had to go get uh, movies at Blockbuster. Yeah, okay, now you understand. There you go. Same thing. Yeah. Same concept. So when, uh, so the fact that all the artists embraced it of all genres, I, I would have to think that that made everybody's job easier, too, just the fact yeah. that, that everybody, wa- everybody wanted to be a part of what you guys were doing. It was, it was um, appointment television, and it was appointment for all the artists wanted to come through and do MTV but in see, one way could or another. But see, could you— let me ask you this real quick. Could you do that today? No. Yeah, no, I agree. No, absolutely not. Yeah. No, because it's because of social media and because of all these platforms where they can get it from. Exactly. It's not like, going to mean the same. You know, like Taylor Swift is about to release an album next Friday. Right. Okay. She's done all of the song releases on TikTok and Smart. it's all been social media and she's got hundreds of millions of people that she can reach in an instant. In an instant. Yeah, that you don't need to go on TV. You don't need to go do interviews. You don't need to travel around the country. I don't need to go to New York and do this show. No. L.A. and do this show. Go here to Chicago and do this show. I can go. I can go on my somewhere. Twitter page. Like I again, I'll look it up real quick. But I'll bet you. I'll bet you Taylor Swift probably has. Let's see here. She's got ninety-one point two million followers. Wow. Ninety-one. I wish million. they had all this when I was on your MTV Raps. I yeah. would probably have three hundred million followers. Yeah. And, and I mean, I'm not going to monetize that. Too. So she doesn't have to do no, all the things that the anything. artists had to do. 
Right. She doesn't have to hit the pound the nope. pavement, hit the she circuit. She don't have to do morning to radio. She don't have to do no. anything. No. No. I can. She goes on TikTok, releases yep. the songs. It, it's a whole. She can do a TikTok video and put it out. Yeah. And I, gone. I, I've seen the TikTok videos that she's released. She gets 9, 10, 12, 15 million views at a time wow. on those things. Wow. Now think about that. Think That's about how much you're. And again, we're not just talking about Pine Bluff, Arkansas, nope. Atlanta, Georgia. We're talking about global. Global. Like every corner of the world where mm-hmm. if you got an internet connection, you can find out what Taylor Swift is and doing instantly. And you know who Taylor Swift is. Yes. Absolutely. Instantly out yeah. of all of it. So That's beautiful for her. Crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. All right. Let's get to let's I'll I'll I'll, I'll I can't promise I'm going to be nice. Okay, go ahead. But this is your show, John. Let's get to something we call what's bugging Chuckery. Don't look now, but somebody out there just got Chuckery ticked off. <laughs> like that's hard. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. It's time for What's Bugging Chuckery on Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. So, Ed, last night the broadcast was Monday Night Football, mm-hmm. Chiefs and Raiders, and we talked about the, the Chris Jones strip sack, and he got penalized for it because he used his body mass and fell on the quarterback. Well, Troy Aikman was doing that game. So, obviously, the Monday Night Broadcast now is Troy Aikman and Joe Buck, right? Yes. They, they came over from Fox, okay? So... Troy Aikman made the statement, quote, my hope is the NFL competition committee looks at this in the next set of meetings and, you know, we take the dresses off. Okay? (laughs) Okay. Now, we think it's kind of innocuous and all that. Well, another thing about 2022, everybody is offended by everything that everybody says in the entire planet. Yes, yes, they are. So you had all kinds of women – and news reporters and everything. Oh, well, why is he saying take the dresses off? Why is he being derogatory to her? He wasn't. It's a phrase. It's 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 an analogy that if you can't understand what his point was. Troy Aikman was not trying to denigrate women. No, not at Talk all. down to them. No. Try to, you know, put them as second-class citizens. No. And all that. Saying that they should be in the kitchen. He wasn't trying to say any of that. The concept is is that, look, even if a man in today's society wears a dress, he's effeminate, right? Right. Okay. That's all he was trying to say, that we got we to gotta make this thing to where it's a different, a, a different mindset about hitting the quarterback. Like, every, like you and I, I bet you even D- Dylan, did you understand the reference that, that he was putting out there? Yes. And the context of what it is? Yeah. It, okay. it wasn't offensive at all. And and I know, again, because of where we're at in society. And we're guys. And we're we yep, doing sports exactly. radio. We're cavemen. We're cavemen. We're, we're, we're misogy- <laughs> I saw misogynistic. Yeah, misogynistic. All you know, all these culture. kinds of things. That's where we're at with all this. That's where we so are. So it, it's, again, you talk about things you can't even say or do anymore. Obviously, you can't say to take a, a dress off a can't guy no. because now you're going to offend all the sports media people. Yeah, and nobody's group, saying nice. that they're bad, fire them, do this, they don't deserve all this, whatever like that. But again, there's no female linebackers in the NFL. Not a one. There never will be. No. Okay? I mean, there. it's not a bad thing in the world, Ed, it's to not. have things that for women only – and things that are for men only. It's all right. You can cross over fans, okay? No problem. Cross over fans, reporters, things like that. But when it comes to, I'm going to line this person up at linebacker in the NFL, 
that's always going to be a man. Every last time. Okay. Yeah, I mean, forever. it's okay that there are those kinds of things. But again, we can't we can't separate. Everything has to be. This is the the, the buzzword nowadays. Everything has to be, and I'm going to do my Neil Bortz voice. Inclusive. <laughs> Everything has to be inclusive. Then now. how come the WNBA is not inclusive? Then the uh, WNBA don't play right. with the same size basketball uh, as the NBA. Why? They, because they say women have smaller hands, right? Then play with the same rock that the men play with. They 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 got mad because they had the YMCA. Okay, what they do? Go make the YWCA. Yes, they did. They okay, did. there's nothing wrong with that. They got mad about the Boy Scouts. Go create the Girl Scouts. What yeah. they do? They created the Girl Scouts. Mm-hmm. There's you know? male fraternities and females are called exactly. sororities. I mean, it's it's again, it's not sexism, misogynistic, and all this kind of. And Troy Aikman wasn't trying to denigrate no, women he's with the famer. comment. And he's a Hall of Famer. Yes. By the way. Again, no, he he's saying the same thing that all of us believe is that this is ridiculous. What we're watching now in the NFL and what it's become. You know, we're not trying to there's there's a difference between protecting guys and taking away what the basic philosophy of the game is. Exactly. And it's a game of a guy lines up against another guy and wants to knock his dung in the dirt. That's it. Welcome to football. Yeah. That's the way it was. That's what the the MMA is. Yes. That's what boxing is. Football is football. That's it. Right. I mean, so, but again, as soon as Troy said that, I saw the tweets. You know it's, it, right? You it's know it the blue checkmark media. Yeah, it's this go. person. It's that. Oh, Troy Aikman wants to. No, he's not trying to set the women's movement back a hundred years. No way. Okay. No. And I'm and I'm speaking about this as a guy who is a father of a of a teenage girl. I got okay? four girls. Okay. So nobody's trying to be misogynistic. No. Nobody's trying to denigrate, but. At some point, everybody's got to lighten up on some of this stuff. <laughs> At some point, everybody has you know, this is what it is. At some point, just have some common sense about the whole thing. Yeah. Okay? And stop using the word toxic masculinity on everything. Oh, God. That wasn't toxic masculinity. We are men. Can we please be men? That's all we want to be. We're not trying to stop any woman from being a woman. We don't care what you want to do. I don't care. But please, everything we say, we're not trying to drag women down. Please exactly. stop it. We're not. Exactly. That, Troy was, Aik- that wasn't offensive. Troy Aikman didn't go into that game with some campaign to say, <laughs> "Boy, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick it to the women now. <laughs> Here we go. All this play, I'm gonna stick it." No, no, he that's did not. not what he said. Not. And again, here's the sad part: the vast majority of people know and understand it. Yeah. Men, women, children. But there's a finite group of people that their job is to be offended by everything. <laughs> their their sole purpose in life and how they make their money or their fame or their notoriety is we have to be offended by everything, by every little statement. And everything. that's what we get to is that's where that's where we end up with all of this. Because again, when when you start to go after and and just denigrate the person for what he said, you're not going to win anybody over. No, you're not going to win. You're not going to get anybody rally anybody to your side. No, not at all. By by trying to act like you're on some higher purpose mission, you know, and what you're trying to protect for every single thing. 
Oh. You can't say anything anymore. No, you can't. No, you got to be careful. And that's what's bugging Chuck. Whew. All right. Listen, uh, are you hanging around? You leaving? What are you doing? Uh, I got to get out of here. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate it. Ed, man, this was a pleasure and an honor. I Thank look forward you. to you oh, coming my. back in and hanging I out am. with I me. I am. I promise I will. All right. We're gonna talk. You. We're going to talk about Deion Jones when, uh, when we get back from the okay. top of the hour. So okay. when you're in your car... Make sure you put the radio station on of and course, listen to what I'm I have to say about Dion. I told Dion. you I listen to you anyway, John. Tell it's Dylan an honor that. And a tell, privilege. Tell, tell Dylan. Dylan, that. I listen to I listen to I listen to Chuckery all the time. So it's an honor and a privilege. I believe it. And when they said I'm, you're sitting there with Chuckery, hey, I was like, uh-oh, two hey, super Dylan, opinionated man. Ed listens to me more often than you produce the show. Absolutely. Anyway, there you go. Boom. We get back from the top of the hour. We'll talk about Dion Jones. Sports Radio to the Game Odyssey.com app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.